0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so like a lot of what changed in my theology is, uh, you know, a lot of it kind of hinged on the ways that traditionally heaven and hell are are preached. Um, and I, um, I, I don't, I don't know your theology on this and it's, it's okay if you disagree and that's, you know, totally fine. A lot of people do. And, yeah. <laughs> um, they say mean things on the internet and quote scripture at me and that's, that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I just came to the point in my life where I could not believe that God was good. Um, and that I wanted to call myself a Christian anymore, that I wanted to, to have anything to do, uh, with this God. Like if, if, if that was true. Um, and I feel like, um, I had a lot of, a lot of soul searching, a lot of searching in the Bible and searching in a lot of, you know, different avenues, of uh, you know, finding God for myself and, um, the God that I found, um, was, was not the wrathful judgmental God that was out to, you know, mm. you know, that we had to jump through this hoop in a particular way to reach that we um, had to say this particular prayer to reach that. We had to believe these particular things to reach like that. God is already one within all of us um, and that we just have to realize that um, for him to be, you know, for uh, for us to know that that we are one with God
1: Hi everyone! You're listening to Captivate Podcast, the best place for theological discussions about worship, Christian ministry, and mission. You're with Mike and Andy, and this is episode ten. How exciting! Double, Double digits. digits! Double yeah. digits! Come on! Come
2: on! Well, we we don't really have any excuses to be rubbish at this now. Um, well, how do you explain? But this? <laughs> we did we did get up at six a.m. this morning, both yeah. of us, to have a chat with our guest uh today which we'll introduce uh to you a little bit later but before that uh we are very excited we got to give away a book andy finally 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 that's awesome um so patrick is the new owner of uh what is hell um so at some stage he will receive that in his mailbox and we still have one more book christy's book to give away um, so what do people need to do
1: to get this book just get in touch with us they yeah? just have to
2: get in touch with us and say I'm interested in that book please send it to me and I'll, I'll drop it in the mail straight away
1: awesome so just send us a message an email social media uh, go to Mike's house we'll give you the address later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do something to let us know that you
2: want this free book and then uh, it'll be yours yeah so we, we just had a community night on uh, Friday night and, yeah that um, was good Yeah, it was was fantastic. It was a a brilliant chance to uh, put into practice a little bit of what, um, if you've listened to the episode we did with Melinda Cousins talking about uh, lamenting. Um, And we ran a service of lament on Friday nights in which people engaged with and found uh, very helpful and refreshing. So, um, yeah, we're hoping to do a little little bit more of that stuff, not necessarily always lamenting, but... uh, but yeah, just you know, putting into practice what we're talking about on, on the podcast and not actually just talking about it and forgetting about it, but um, actually yeah, yeah learning uh, it and providing it in a, in a space where people can engage with things further.
1: Yeah, so that was something new that we've done, but uh, hey, we're trying new things and uh, I thought it was good. Uh, the main thing that I got out of it was uh, people had a chance to actually come together and connect and get to know yeah uh, one another, which is pretty cool you know Captivate community it's about listening to what we are trying to do in the podcast but it's also about connecting um face to face and if you live in adelaide if you are local then yeah it's awesome that you can just come and and get to know everyone and And maybe we need
2: maybe we need to figure out a way of actually including people who don't live in adelaide maybe we can put that on the to-do list to
1: yeah, well, maybe we yeah. can we can get some sort of sponsorship to fly to US or something. <laughs> Mike, did you know? By the way, did you know? I checked last night. Fifty percent of our listeners come from US. Wow! How awesome is that?
2: That's pretty awesome. So, being that.
1: so there's two people, guys, that you're listening now. <laughs> you're from. One's from California. <laughs> One's from somewhere else. I don't know. Now there's more than two people, but you
2: know, fifty uh, yeah.
1: percent are from US. So that's pretty cool. Which means road trip. Well we're not going to drive there but yeah we're going to go to us
2: yeah maybe we need to get a kickstarter or something like that yeah anyways but um patreon do you want to tell us about patreon andy
1: patreon so this isn't particularly going to be something that u.s listeners are familiar with but if you're an aussie or if you're in spain or if you're in poland then this is applicable to you as well patreon is a website it's an american website but Anyone can use it. And it's designed for um, people like us, so for those who create stuff and put out content, to be sponsored by uh, those of you who are listening. Uh, So if you go on uh, patreon.com slash captivatepodcast, uh, you will find all sorts of ways of supporting us financially. This podcast, and we always say this, uh, it's a free podcast and it's always going to be this way. But unfortunately, sometimes it costs us a little bit of money to... uh, create stuff to buy equipment to connect with certain people and to make sure that the content is out and that the quality of the content is as good as possible and Mm. also costs us our time as well so if you feel so inclined to uh say thanks to us for what we're doing and you would like to uh financially support us that would be amazing and we really appreciate that so once again you can go to patreon.com slash captivate podcast and find all sorts of ways to support us there financially uh, in return we also give you an additional uh, content for sponsoring us so there is I think something that we call deep dive and it's a more, more of a theological uh, discussions type reviews as well of mm. certain theological ideas so you get something in return for sponsoring us as well which is pretty cool um, and the other thing that I need to say as well Mike is uh, to all of you guys who are listening if you Uh, appreciate this podcast if you are learning things but you are not ready to financially support us that's fine we still would really appreciate your your help and your support and you can simply leave us a review Mm. whether it's on Facebook or iTunes or any other platforms that you get your podcast from Uh, don't be shy you know go on It only takes a few seconds you know leave us a review five stars or whatever it is I think iTunes has five stars and Facebook has to write something like, Andy's amazing. Mike, I'm not so sure about (laughs) (laughs) it. Stuff like that, you know, it really goes a long way if you just simply recommend us. And uh, yeah, yeah. so if you you can't uh, financially support us, that's fine. But we would appreciate if you could just uh, leave us a review. That goes a long way.
2: Yeah. And um, also on Facebook, we've got our discussion group, which we would love to see people engaging with uh, a little bit more. Um, and please don't be shy There's no silly questions There's no um, You know There's no questions that are Out of bounds in that area um, It's just basically a, a place for um, Yeah to, to You know Ask questions to a community That uh, Hopefully Loves you I would say not More than hopefully Does Does yeah. love you oh, um, that's Or at least right. we I'm do not- anyway um and um yeah and you know throw throw around some ideas that um yeah uh I don't know what I'm trying to say. What here.
1: are you trying to say, Mike? Look, let me just let me just <laughs> fix you, man. <laughs> hey guys, no, all jokes aside. Yeah, Mike's completely right. Uh, this uh, discussion group on uh, Facebook, you know, it's just a great way for you to engage with the content. Yeah. We usually have a pretty good idea, I think, of what is interesting. Uh, when it comes to some of the topics that we discuss with our guests. But sometimes you might, you might have questions about something that we just didn't think about. Mm. So that's what the discussion group is for. Yeah. And what's, uh, what's exciting and what's interesting about this discussion group is that um, quite a few of our, uh, of our guests are actually part of this group as well. Mm. So you can directly engage with those who write books and then discuss those books on a podcast. Or those who are just, I guess, which is pretty awesome. Mm, no, you yeah. don't get this kind of opportunity uh, often, so uh, yeah, we keep this in mind and, and um, you know make make use of it. Yeah, so All that's, right. that's the Facebook discussion group. How do people get there? Just go on a Facebook page and you can find it. I think. That's yeah, it's called
2: Captivate Podcast discussion, discussion Group. group. And you have to press. Rocket I want science. to join. Yeah.
1: You have to press join or is it free to everyone? I don't even know. I, I, I don't know how fast. You're, fi- you're, you're smart. You'll figure it out, guys. <laughs> you're
2: smart. Okay. Anyways, anyways, should we introduce our guest? Our guest today is John Lucas. Or is it Lucas John? I'm not quite... Well,
1: familiar. John is his first name. Yeah. Lucas is his middle name. His last name is impossible to pronounce. So he goes by John Lucas when he, when it comes to promoting his music. But I just call him Lucas. So, yeah, yeah. that's and what he uses, that's, I think.
2: that's what he goes by in general yeah. life. Um, but he's a singer-songwriter, musician extraordinaire. Um, and um, yeah, he's just put out an album, uh, which was out on Monday. Um, if you're listening to this in the future, that will mean nothing to you. But he has a new album anyway that's released in 2019 in July. Um, and uh, it's called We Walk in the Garden. And mm. it is a very, very, very decent album, Andy. It's
1: very decent, yes. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love the lyrics and uh, I love the music as well. You know, I think this is one of the things that I actually say to uh, Lucas on in the actual interview, that if I was to make music, which I'm never going to make music because <laughs> I'm terrible, but if I, if I was ever to make music, this is my vibes. You know? That's the kind of stuff that I will be making. It's yeah. just, you know, it's very decent.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we're we're very excited to speak to him. We're going to speak to him about um, just uh, songwriting and creativity in general, and just kind of where he gets his inspiration from. Um, Plus, also just get into some of his uh, lyrics and ask him a bit more about uh those from the new album as well um so you'll hear little snippets of each song but i encourage you you know, get on spotify or get on any other music app that you use to listen to your music um and give them a listen because you yeah you'll be 100 percent blessed for it
1: amen and amen we'll go we are going to link all the stuff in show notes And, um, yeah, so it's easier for you uh, guys to find it. All right. So should we jump into the interview or is there anything else, Mike, that you need to mention before we start? Seriously. Uh. (laughs) So many things you got to talk about. It's been like 25 minutes.
2: Come on. Yeah. yeah. No, I think we just need to get in, get into our. All right. Roll the tape on the interview
1: and then we are going to be back at the end with some more stuff to mention.
2: Well, John Lucas, it's brilliant to have you on Captivate Podcasts. Uh, this mor or some this morning for us is tonight <laughs> for you. Um, yeah, how are you going?
0: It's great, man. So so good to talk with you guys and I appreciate you you having me on.
2: Yeah. Awesome.
1: Thanks so much again for saying yes. And yeah, just picking up on what Mike said, it's really early, so it's a big sacrifice for me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to wake up at 6 a.m. to get what um, time
0: is it there for you guys? It's is it seven? You said
1: seven thirty now, seven thirty a.m. Yeah. Yeah. But I had to wake up nice. at six. So, you know, we had to set up a few things here in the office, and uh, I, I live a bit far away from the actual location of of this recording, so had to wake up early. And I'm not a morning person, so big <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> but hey, we've got an awesome guest on, so that's that's all good. Yeah. Uh, so Lucas is the name you go by. Your music when you when you put out your music, you call yourself John Lucas. Correct. Yeah. That's your first name and Lucas is your middle name. Uh, your last name is something we cannot pronounce, so if you're happy to pronounce <laughs> it for us, that would be great. If not, that's fine.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So the last name is Kvaskic.
1: Yeah. And it's Croatian, isn't it? Croatian,
0: yeah.
1: Croatian. Right. Cool. Awesome. So, Lucas, can you, before we start and get into a conversation about your music and, and the things that you do, uh, can you tell us a bit about yourself, like who you are, where you come from, who's in your family, that kind of stuff? Sure.
0: Yeah um so 27 years old sometimes i forget how old i am but you know once you (laughs) pass 21 that's that's it goes um so uh, i've been married for almost five years um so i was born and raised in uh town or a city called charlotte um which is east coast of uh of the u.s um And then, now I live in the mountains of North Carolina, a little town called Boone. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so, kind of came up to Boone uh, for school, studied sustainable development in school, not really using that right now, which is fine. Um, After graduating, uh, my wife and I have, um, we've done uh, group foster care. Um, so we worked at a couple of facilities up here, um, one place for like a year and a half, and then we traveled out west uh, for a while, and then we uh, worked at another place for two years and then traveled overseas for, for seven months. We did three weeks in Australia, actually. So, Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. where, where,
1: did, where did you go in Australia? Uh,
0: a little town called Gloucester was where I mostly stayed honestly you guys oh, know. That? That.
2: Cool, yeah. No, I don't think I did. What, <laughs>
0: state, what state is it in? Oh, I don't know, I man. Gr- geography of them, I think. What, what sort of, um, it
1: like, northern parts? or? More, more? I feel like
0: it's, like, southeast.
2: Um, yeah, it could be Victoria oh, okay. or something like that, yeah. I
0: don't know. Ah, awesome. So three weeks in Australia. There you go. Yeah. That's good. Um, and then after we got back, I've just kind of been doing music full time. So it's kind of new for me for music to be kind of what what pays the bills and is what I tell people I do. So, yeah that's that's exciting for me i guess
1: yeah, yeah. great right
2: um and like how did you how did you get to the point where music is the thing that pays the bills like what was there a bit of a process there was it just something you've always enjoyed and you went you know let's let's try to do this or
0: yeah so i mean so i've been recording music for like 10 years uh like i started out with like a really crappy laptop in my basement and just kind of did it by myself for a while and put it up for free online and like hardly anybody noticed it which was fine because I just wanted to write and wanted to get out there and you know kind of kind of have have a a place to put it um and then after a while I just a combination of starting to get a little bit better and starting to get like a little bit of falling um so that slowly progressed over the years um and then I got to the point where um I, I realized that I reached my limit of what I could do by myself. And so I, you know, started paying people to, yeah. to help me out and make it good. So, um, so I've been recording with a producer and engineer up here for four years. Um, so we have a really good working relationship together.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, so you want to, want to talk a little bit about, um, just kind of like how you, how you go about your creative process. Um, what yeah. are you, what, what inspires you like we we kind of read your 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 lyrics and all that kind of stuff and it's like it's really really amazing um what what inspires you you know in your in your music and your lyric writing and all that kind of stuff
0: yeah I mean I feel like a lot of it is is my faith and a lot of it is um you know just kind of for, for me music is my best way to process um and so a lot of it turns into, you know, somewhat of a prayer. A lot of it is just, you know, writing about life experiences um, with my family and just like places we've traveled or um, just, just things I've learned. Um, and so songwriting is, has been my way to, to grieve, to celebrate, to, to just process, you yeah. know, the deep emotions that come, you know, through through all sorts of, of life experiences, um, so I, I don't think I have, um, you know, one particular thing that inspires me to write. Or uh, I don't think anybody necessarily has that. But um, yeah, yeah.
1: So can can we talk about your faith a bit more? Uh, how did you how did you come to faith in Jesus? Did you did you grow up in a Christian family, or did someone preach the gospel to you? Like, were you an unchurched? person and someone preached the gospel to you and you went like yes I want to follow Jesus. How did did it happen?
0: Yeah so I mean I grew up in a in a Christian home. Um and so like it it was always a big part of my life and I feel like um you know teenage years is where it really started to to become real for me. And then you know throughout the teenage years after that like I um I, I feel like my perception of God, my perception of Christianity and what it what it means to follow Christ and what it means to to be a human being um, just kind of uh, exploded and expanded and deepened in uh, a lot of hard but really great ways um, and you know I, I feel like uh, you know that that is you know the over the overflow of that is my music in a lot of ways you know. Mm.
1: Awesome. You know, when, when I listen to your music and um and I look at the lyrics, I, I just get this sense of, it feels like home. Like, I'm not sure if you know what I mean, but if I was to ever make music, which that's I can't, cool, I'm not. That, <laughs> I'm not that, that, <laughs> but if I was to ever make music, I, I thought to myself the first time I listened to your songs, I thought to myself, ah, that's the kind of music I want to make. Mm. I love this that's vibe. Great. So I really, really appreciate you as an artist. And you know, when I listen to sure, your music, I, I get this sense that, you know, your lyrics and, and the themes in your, in your music are obviously just like, you know, saturated with biblical language and biblical metaphors. And there is a lot of stuff that relates to Christian faith. But at the same time, your music is not very, very churchy, if that makes sense. It's not like Christianese, dare I say, kind of lame way of, yeah. <laughs> of, 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 of presenting, you know, Christian faith in, 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 uh, in music. So my question is do you get a lot of people that are completely removed from christian faith listening to your music and and connecting and do you get any feedback from people that are not sort of you know following jesus yet connecting with your music and your lyrics? Uh, totally yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and i mean i don't think i'm i'm trying to persuade anybody with my music i don't think i'm trying to you know convert anybody to my way of thinking um i don't Um, I don't I don't think necessarily good art tries to do that you know and I think maybe that's why your word for a lot of Christian music is lame just because you know (laughs) it's it tries it tries too hard to bring something about that you know Mm. it's very very difficult to do you know that that takes time that is a process that's different for everybody you know Um, and you know God speaks in so many different ways and like, you know, um, my songs may speak to people and for other people, you know, it may not, and that's totally fine. Um, yeah. And yeah.
1: So would you, would you say you're not trying to be overly Christian in your music, but it comes out anyway because this is who you are or is it a more intentional way of, of communicating a message that's not very like forceful, you know, in your, in your lyrics, in
0: your music? Sure um I mean I feel like my my language has always been Christianity like that's that's what I was raised in that's the way that I've been taught to to seek God and to describe God um but I I don't think um I don't think it's limited to that and I want my music to be to be felt by people that have come from, you know, a lot of different traditions of faith or no traditions of faith. Um, and to be able to feel something deep and real within that, because I think, you know, I I think God is within everybody. I think God is within creativity itself. Um, and I think, um, I think a lot of people, uh, I don't know, like, need need christian music specifically to speak you know exactly their theology exactly you know what they believe and just to reiterate what what they actually believe and i don't you know i don't i don't ascribe to that like i don't i don't think that that's that's not my mission for sure you know
1: Mm. Mm. good i like the way you put it there it's good
2: yeah say on on monday you uh release your new album um wow. i'm gonna get this right was it we walk in the garden yeah
3: congratulations it's <laughs> awesome um, so Thanks, man. on For that
2: sure. um it is it is very good um everyone who's listening needs to go directly to spotify and check I that think out after i finish listening to, to you yeah. talk about it um but um can you tell us like what yeah, what what was is is there something that kind of holds this album together? Some, you know, some kind of uh train of thought or something like that? Um, or is it a collection of songs that's kind of come in, you know, come into your heart that you've presented before people?
0: Yeah, so so this is my first interview since the album come out come has come out, and so I feel like, yes, I, I, might, you. I might not <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Cast like, exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I might not have like all the coherent answers of what it is, and I feel like a lot of times when I write, like I figure out exactly, you know, what it means yeah. to me years later. You know, it's, it speaks differently to me years down the road than what it did when I made it. Um,
3: yeah.
0: But I feel like you know overall, what I wanted for this album was uh, you know, song specifically for where I think the church is headed. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that means, how, you know, um, I just want to be a part of, of that, that movement. Um, and I, I feel like I wanted these songs to be really authentic and real. And I feel like, um, that's, that's kind of been my theme since starting writing is I've, I've always just wanted to create honest songs, um, and to speak what I believe to be true. Yeah. um, um and so I think, you know, so these are specifically songs, you know, that I feel would fit into a church setting. But I feel like, you know, hopefully they're, like we were talking about, way more universal and wider than, than just that demographic. Um,
3: mm. yeah.
1: yeah, very good. Well, um, we obviously listened. <laughs> we, lo- we loved it. Um, yeah. I I actually really appreciate your previous album as well, uh, Cathedrals. I think it's it's what the actual title is. Uh, the song "Son a of God," of Th- a thousand of them. A thousand, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
1: good. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, and, the, and the song "Son of God." Oh, saw so good from that album. But this one, the new one, is 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 you know as as good as your previous one. And we've got we've exactly. got a few songs that we really um, I think. Uh, Theologically and just where we are at in 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 our lives, we just really connected with with the words and and the melodies, and so we wanna we wanna have a conversation with you about five or six songs that we. We'll see how many we get. You've got like you like every single song. This "This is so good. I want to talk about this song. Yeah. yeah, So we'll see how we go for for the time, but we've got we've got a few songs and just a few things that we we see uh in in the lyrics and in the music that we wanna mm. have a conversation about if that's if that's okay, so Michael, cool, yeah that's great. kick us off with the first song
2: yeah, so i like i think I've got one more question- one more question oh, before okay. we go, go into that i was i like i i listen to listen to music in my car a lot, and um you yeah, know to be to be honest as i as I was listening through like us- usually the thing that catches me is like a catchy tune or whatever, and there was a couple of songs on the new album that I was. I was listening to and I'm like, yeah, I want to look, you know, look further into those and whatever. Um, But then I printed out all of your lyrics and I listened through, um, you know, as and followed the lyrics and I liked so many more songs than what I did Mm. when I was listening to my car. Is that kind of the way that you're, you know, wanting people to listen? I think like when we're driving around in our cars, we can miss, like so much. Miss,
1: miss the words. Uh, yeah. Because in, in, in it just yeah.
2: becomes, it just becomes all the music. Yeah. Right. Is, is that, is that kind of, yeah, you know, how you've found a lot of people get the most out of what you've, you've done? Or,
0: yeah. I mean, I think, I think whenever you listen to somebody's music and you're following along with the lyrics, you're obviously going to get a lot more than when, you know, you're still yeah, in the yeah. car yeah. on the road. But, um, so, I think it's definitely a huge honor for for musicians when people will take the time to do that. I mean, yeah. um, I think people are gonna you know some people are gonna put it, their iPhone on their kitchen counter and put it on while they do their dishes, and that's fine, and some people are gonna sit down with the lyrics and you yeah. know really dive into it and you know somewhere in the middle you know and mm. um, you can't really control that, and yeah. um, you can't really control what people read into your music you can't really control you know what perceptions they're putting on it um and at the end of the day you just have to write what's honest and and true for you and hope that that comes across
3: yeah Mm. Mm.
1: awesome yeah from from my perspective just quickly picking up on what mike said when i first listened to your songs that was very much my impression i love the melody it's fantastic it's my vibes love the music and then i played a few songs to a friend of mine and she said to me the same thing i really like the music but at times i can't fully understand or i can't fully hear What's being said over yeah. the music, you know, and I'm like, oh, well Yeah, well, let's have a look at the lyrics, and we did, and and that was very much our experience. Yeah, music yeah. is fantastic, obviously, but in the words, when you put them together with yeah. what you're listening, uh, there's obviously a profound message in it. So, yeah, I guess like just uh, picking up on Mike's question, I wonder if this is something that you maybe do intentionally, uh, or it's just. Is, that's just the way you record. that The words are not always very clear when you listen to um to the music. And then, because um, are you sort of thinking that perhaps this is something for people to be encouraged to actually go a bit deeper and and <laughs> look at the lyrics? I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking because for me it was encouraging to actually have a look at what's being was mm-hmm. being said, and that that was a profound experience. So I don't know. Yeah, I
0: mean, I think a lot of it is like probably just logistically like in the way that i sing like it's kind of people call it whispery and so like right, you right. know it's it's gonna be a little bit harder to understand and like i'm probably not the best in on theater all the time but like um yep. you know for like Boney Vare's stuff i don't know if you guys are into his stuff like
2: he listened no i don't know I, I no, no. no no okay well i, I can't understand <laughs> I, like, anything there, like but, yeah. okay
0: and, like see like sigaro's like they're singing a completely made up right, right. language or whatever it is but like you know you feel it and like it doesn't it doesn't really matter exactly what they're saying because you're you're feeling it so much yeah
3: um, yeah that's good so I,
0: yeah so i i don't think i necessarily it's definitely not an intentional thing to like have people okay. not understand what i'm saying like i'm trying to yeah i feel like i'm trying to get people to, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. understand the words I mean, and all that kind of stuff but but it's it's fine like if yeah you know, not every word is caught but yeah you know.
1: Yeah, and I guess like don't get me wrong. I guess that's what I was getting at. That it's not that you, I can't understand you. It's more like like what you just said. Not every word is is caught. And then from my perspective, you just encouraged me to go a bit deeper and actually look up yeah. what, what the actual word God. is, and how it fits in with the thing. Let's talk about the songs. Yeah, right, kick us off.
2: All right. The first the first one that's kind of yeah. I'll I'll go in the album order that we have got down here. But um, <laughs> so uh, be be my courage is is the first one that <sighs> so good yeah um is this is this like this is inspired by the story of moses am i getting that wrong or generally Uh, yes Uh uh-huh yep yeah so um you know your bible mike yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was just looking for the biblical themes that's where i landed um so um these yeah so i haven't got i was i was meant to have the lyrics in front of me so i could actually um um speak some of them, but maybe we can put some of the song in before. Yeah. Yeah. Bits we'll or do something. that. Um, but. Um, <laughs> Editor's trick. I like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, thinking
1: already, how can I edit <laughs> to make it happen?
2: But um, yeah, you've got like a lot of descriptions of loss, lostness and of exile uh, moving into that and an incredible prayer asking for strength and for help. Um, is this something that, that speaks into your own situation have you you felt that in your own life or are you kind of placing yourself within the story of moses to see you know what it might have felt like in their their situation
0: cool yeah um so this one uh i don't always remember exactly where i was when i write songs but this one um uh was like at the tail end of our we did a, a seven month trip um and we were in we were in paris um, and there was just like a little lute that had like, you know, rusty old strings on it. Um, and I just kind of picked it up and started tinkering around with it. Um, it, it was just kind of after a day of just, you know, walking around like the most famous art pieces in the world, at least, at least to rich white people or whatever. Um, yeah. um and just kind of, you know, seeing all these famous pieces and how just kind of realizing like, you know, how, uh, like, so many of these people, like, didn't make it until after they had died, and, like, somebody thought there was something special in what they did or whatever, Um, and how, like, you know, um, kind of going to, like, the Moses story, like, you know, we have these hero figures from the Bible that, like, um, you know, that we look up to, and, like, man, I could never, I could never be like that, like, these are people that were set apart, you know, and but like in the story of Moses, like um, he he was, you know, God God showed up to him. And was like this is what I want you to do, and Moses was like, no, nah, you've got the wrong man. Like I I can't speak very well. Like send send somebody else instead. Um, and how you know? So often I I feel that way. Like I feel like um, you know that you know. Uh, some you know. Sometimes I feel like my art really matters. And sometimes I feel like, you know, like, I, like I'm nothing. And, and, you know, I think there's, you, you know, you find the good in between of that, you don't want to stray too far one way or the other. Mm. Um, but like, uh, you know, that, you know, I think we can compare ourselves to to Moses, I think we can compare ourselves to the great artists that we look up to because you know at the end of the day they were they were just people you know and Mm. um we're, we're just people we have our own times we have our own our own means to to change our surroundings to um to be what we're supposed to be you know to to move into what god has for us you know yeah, um, and so i think that's that's what a, a lot of the song is about at least to me yeah.
1: mm. awesome that's good yeah mike any other <laughs> questions yeah <laughs> about that song um
2: <laughs> just yeah just trying to think um
1: that was that was very much if i jumping, yeah i think i think, I think that, yeah, yeah you, you can. can yeah and that was very much my um my sort of uh, reasoning as I was listening to the song and my sort of uh, interpretation of the song as well, which is cool. good for me. I understood <laughs> the song. Yeah. But, well, yeah,
0: but, I mean, I mean, some, sometimes like I think, you know, the artist intends one thing and you can listen to it and it can mean something completely different. It can be so much better than maybe whatever the artist intended, you know, which is, yeah, which
1: is so cool. Yeah. yeah so. I was actually just just about to say this, that, you know, even though you, you obviously you obviously have a theme in mind as you write a song and, and you know, there's a biblical uh, story or a biblical character that you are looking up to. Uh, and then you have your own experiences and you mix it all together. And as an artist, you know, something comes up. But then for someone like me, who's obviously going through different things in life and mm-hmm. I also have my struggles and insecurities perhaps. And, you know, I feel like Moses maybe in different ways. For example, you know, God is saying, do something I'm sending you and I'm, Resisting and saying, I'm not the best man for the job. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I connect with, with the message of the song, even though I might be going through different things. But there is a unifying theme for me. And I, I think maybe you felt the same way. Yeah. But there is a unifying theme that, that helps me connect with the song even, even more. So,
3: mm.
1: yeah, I've really, be my courage, really enjoyed that song. It was good. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for, for writing you. it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. yeah all right um love is never wasted this is um mm, good this, song this is one of the songs that i yeah you know, i kind of missed when i was i was listening in my car because one is one of the songs i you, know, you you and unless you like really paying attention you can't really hear what you're going on about but that idea of love is never wasted i just really kind of like, can you talk a little bit more about what you mean by that? I know you kind of sure. expand it in the song a little bit, but yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I get a lot of uh, my perceptions of God from nature. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of a rule in nature that like kind of, um, you know, nothing is, nothing is ever wasted. Like, you know, when something dies, it falls into the ground and creates new soil and that springs up new life in it. Um, and yeah. so I, you, know, you just kind of take that idea into, into your life, you know, and, um, you know, I feel like you're loving people and, and you're not seeing fruit. you're, you know, uh, working really hard, you're, you know, pressing, pressing into life and not seeing a lot of fruit, you're just like trusting that idea that like, nothing you're doing is wasting that it's, it's uh, creating life that something mm-hmm. is something's going to spring forward from that and so that's kind of that's kind of the idea of
2: of that one that I carried. yeah um there's another yeah another another idea you kind of um see see if i can find the the context of it um but you've got the the idea of um showing mercy to the outlaw the stranger and the thief um but then you say for god came as an outlaw can you tell us um a little bit about a little bit about that and how what um yeah what kind of comparison you're you're making there
0: Yes, I mean like uh I think a lot of people have the idea of this white Jesus that came to earth and uh you know had really great hair and you know healed some people and did some cool stuff and you know whatever your theology of of what what his life and death and resurrection meant. Yeah. Um but Jesus, you know, came I, I believe came to earth as a very real person, came to earth uh within very real times and cultural context and political context and he he was an outlaw within that and mm. he he paid the ultimate price for that. Um and it was, you know, it was a choice and his his death was obviously something greater than just the political context but um you know it was you know with within a very real time and very real events that were taking place and he stood for very real people you know yeah Um, and you know uh, i like to believe that i follow a god that doesn't uh doesn't always follow our laws and that calls us to um to, to bigger and greater things than the limitations of of our societies, and um, uh, yeah, just calls us to live outside of the cultural context of where we live, and you know, to to something greater. You know, however, hmm. I think that's different for each person, but
4: yeah.
1: Very good. Um, let's move on. Maybe, Mike, is that all right? Move yeah, yeah no, Another song. No, yeah. Um, third song we want to have a quick, quick chat to you about is The Quick <laughs> and the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, as I listen to the music, lo- love love the melody in the song. Uh, as I listen to the song and, and the words, first thing that comes to mind, obviously, and uh, I think... This is the same thing for you as well, Mike, because you are a pastor, so you know your Bible really well. <laughs> the passage from John. The passage from John five uh, comes to mind, where Jesus heals this uh, man that was crippled for thirty-eight yeah. years. Um, so, is, is, was was that the main intention uh, when you wrote the song to put yourself yeah, for sure. in the position of that man, and then? Uh, how how did you like what's what's the main message behind that song apart from telling that story
0: yes so um for that one it was kind of spurred uh by a podcast i listened to um on being with krista Tippett. she had on a guest that was talking about just uh old spirituals and how um that story was super powerful um to to african americans um um, in the liberation movement, um, because kind of in the story, there is the the belief that, you know, the, at this special sacred pool, like, I think it's once a year, um, that the angels would come and stir the pool and the first one into the pool would be healed. Um, and how uh, the liberation movement um, found, found a lot of joy in that story of how um jesus kind of you know again didn't follow the rules on that and and you know circumvented the established belief there that like this is how it had to be done um and to, to like the um kind of the line in there like we're either quicker or we're dead like that comes from. Uh, version of the apostles creed that like god has come to judge the quick and the dead and like i always really liked really Mm. like that line it's apparently a a western movie in the states too which i didn't know about but Mm. um i don't know i (laughs) just haven't seen the movie but i I really like that line and wanted to wanted to have a song called that um and so like just just finding finding joy and liberation that like um jesus has come to yeah. to set people free that god is god has come to set people free um that we don't have to to uh, we don't have to wait for the waters to be stirred as the bridge um, and that just yeah. kind of uh, points to you know we don't have to to live under the oppression of what the culture you know says is says is truth and the only way to go about something the only way to receive freedom is through this avenue Uh, jesus completely Mm. just stepped into a new one you know
1: yeah i think that's that's what speaks to me the most that line Uh, i think it's a bridge that you know we we don't have to wait anymore because jesus has come And, and theologically that speaks to me the most because you know it gives you this idea that uh, there's no uh, cultural or uh, religious uh, kind of system that you have to rely on anymore. Jesus is here and he's, so that's from a theological perspective, mm. right? And he's coming, his ministry, his willingness to act upon a believer, whoever believes, uh, brings this liberation. Uh, in this biblical story particularly is, is, is the healing but all of us have all sorts of things that we are struggling with mm. whether it's a spiritual healing that needs to come or whether it's anything else you don't have to wait but Jesus is here and I love that so mm. this could be my favorite song I don't know I'm still making it my <laughs> mind
4: <moment. laughs> yeah. those to be
1: pick up on anything else, Mike, or you want to move on to another song?
2: Uh, we can move on to another song, might might as well see how many we can get through. Yes, let's um, talk about all of them. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Probably won't be able to, yeah. there's a few more. Um, stained glass is is the next one, which he um, kind of had this uh, key phrase of holding the face of God.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: So what what's the like, and, and you talk a lot about forgiveness in there as well um so what's the relationship between like you know someone holding the face of god and and the forgiveness of of self or within relationship and that kind of thing what 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 do you see there
0: um so i think uh i think my theology has changed a lot since when i was younger um and I, i think it's easy for me to extend a lot of grace to other people and and i think it's often a lot harder to extend that same grace to myself you know Mm -hmm. um and so a lot of that is uh yeah just a a call to show mercy to myself um, because i feel like you know we can often be our own worst enemy you know in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um and uh so i think i think it starts by you know to behold the face of god it starts by looking in the mirror and realizing that God is within within us um, and then it extends outward into you know our family and those we love um, those that you know we lay our lives down for and then it extends to, to strangers and then it extends to our enemies um, and the people that that oppose us in one way or another and just realizing that God is within all of us that God is within all of all of humanity um and that um you know when we look look into the face of of anyone we're looking into the face of god somehow um mm. and that's yeah i am still learning how to practice that especially when i look in the mirror um but uh that's yeah it's been a powerful one for me for sure
4: spawn orders of steel which just flesh and bones. teach me forgiveness mercy mercy for my own
1: final song No, we've got one more.: uh, no, We've got two more. two more to go through.: I' got, I got three, three more. more, but you know. I got: Lucas, <laughs> is <laughs> probably thinking like, I, I haven't written that many songs.
2: Go on. Now we've got a couple more. Um, so what can ever come? Um, yeah, so I've, 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 my, my question here here is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're, I think what you're trying to do with this song. I might go against what you said earlier, but um, I think some people have some bad ideas about God uh, yeah. and um, yeah, it seems that, yeah, like so, some of the lyrics in this is, um, you know, trying to encourage or, or persuade some people to, to mm. you know, think, think a little bit harder um, or maybe kind of, you know, put it, put aside some of those ideas. Is, is there anything in that, that you, um, I'm just, I'm just singing uh, mainly of the, um, the idea here you've got, um, for you have of visions of, of wrath and fire eternal, but my revenge is love and forgiveness, my sword. I love those, that line. That, that's, oh, that's probably our favorite line out of the, such a good out line. Out of the album, but, cool. um, but um yeah, is it, is it like, you know, the whole song is kind of, you know, f- filled with that kind of imagery. Is there, yeah, stuff you're trying to challenge i guess in yeah
0: so um yeah uh so like a lot of what changed in my theology is uh you know a lot of it kind of hinged on the ways that traditionally heaven and hell are, are preached um yeah. and I, um, I i don't I don't know your theology on this and it's it's okay if you disagree and that's you know totally fine a lot of people do and Yeah <laughs> um they say mean things on the internet and quote scripture at me and that's that's okay. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, but I I just came to the point in my life where I could not believe that God was good. Um and that I wanted to call myself a Christian anymore, that I wanted to to have anything to do, uh with this God, like if, if, if that was true. Um, and I feel like um, I had a lot of, a lot of soul searching, a lot of searching in the Bible and searching in a lot of, you know, different avenues of, uh, you know, finding God for myself. And um, the God that I found um, was, was not the wrathful judgmental God that was out to, you know, Mm. know, that we had to jump through this hoop in a particular way to reach that we um, had to say this particular prayer to reach that we had to believe these particular things to reach like that God is already one within all of us. um, And that we just have to realize that um, for him to be, you know, for for us to know that that we are one with God, um, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of this song is just like you know, um, so it's it's for, obviously from point of God like talking, talking to us like you know what could ever come between us, um, mm-hmm. and like I I found God on the other side to be much bigger and wider than I. Imagine him to be when i when i was young when i was really scared of god um i i think i don't know i I think we're never we're never gonna have a healthy relationship with with god if it's based on fear and i feel like you know so much of my life that that was the basis of my relationship with god and i feel like so many people out there like that is that is the basis of their relationship with God. It's fear. And that gives a warped and just really messed up view of God. Um, And that, I think that comes, comes to play in a lot of things. It comes to play in poor theology and the way that we treat others that are different than us. Um, And I, yeah, I, I'm not afraid of God anymore. Um and I'm not afraid of God for myself, I'm not afraid of God for anybody. Um mm. and I've it's it's been a long but really incredible journey to get there. Um
3: mm.
0: and I'm glad glad I reached the other side and have found found God to be bigger and better than I than I thought and I you know I only have this little perception of of what God is like you know the analogy of like a bunch of blind men grasping an elephant like I feel like I've grasped a little piece you know Mm. um and I you know I I think the the other pieces of God that people have grasped are completely valid um and but we're all just grasping blindly at the same thing you know um and yeah so
3: I've I think that's that's awesome that's for that <laughs> uh, can
1: i can I just uh pick up on a few things that you said there so what I, what I what I'm sensing from this song that you're communicating um is this idea obviously that you what you just mentioned that you know God is not necessarily um universally angry <laughs> with humanity he's <laughs> wrath is not something that is the essence of who he is. Uh, yeah. And you know, Mike. Mike mentioned this line, but this is this has to be my favorite line from every single every every song that you've written. Uh, so. My revenge is love and forgiveness. My sword, so powerful. And I think you know, the way I interpret this is is obviously uh, the way we should be viewing God is that His justice is more restorative than yeah. it is retributive. His main goal and His main purpose for what he does with humanity is to restore rather than to make sure that he universally punishes and, and this is what i'm sensing you, you you're trying to communicate as well uh, but my question is do, do you get a lot of pushback from people who are perhaps <laughs> a bit more inclined to to have a more dare i say a reformed theological perspective where everything to do with forgiveness and sin revolves around this idea that God is the judge and he is love. Yes, but you need to balance his love with his attitude of, of wrath because it's a righteous kind of anger. Do you get a lot of pushback from people who have this view or how do, you, how do, you, how do people comment on that song?
0: <laughs> Big question. Um, <laughs> I mean, on that particular one, like it's only been out for a few days. so you know, Right, okay. Maybe the, the masses haven't quite gotten to that one yet. um but um i think i think there is something shifting in the culture at least in the american church of like uh you know deconstruction whatever you call it um you know looking critically at your own faith and and holding it up to the light and seeing you know Seeing what stands true, um, I feel like is a really common thing right now in the American church. Um, and so I feel like a lot of I, w- I would say the great majority of conversations that I've had with people along along these lines of you know, where where my faith is headed, um the majority of people have been me too, either I'm beginning that process, I'm in the middle of that process, or if I've I've been through that process as well. Um hmm and put at the same time, there's always going to be, uh, you know, people that read the scripture, very literally read the scripture in a way that maybe I don't, I don't know. I, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not a theologian. I'm not, uh, you know, I I don't have a, a doctorate in whatever, whatever that gives me the credentials to like speak for this stuff, but in, you know, in my experience uh uh you know they're they're at least reading the scripture very different than me and like holding the scripture very different than me like um you know so much of a script so much of what is in the bible is like a man writing a letter to another man um and you know i think i think there's uh great truth in the scriptures i think there is uh i think they should be given more importance than they often are but um you know this was within a cultural context 2000 years ago and you know uh to read every word literally um not you know i, I think hopefully the world has progressed a little bit you know in 2000 years you know and hopefully we've we've learned a few things um and i don't think god had god stopped speaking you know i i don't think that you know the bible is is it and that's that's you know what god thinks you know um i don't know if if that kind of makes sense of like you know that the, the story continues basically is that You know, there's been two thousand years of life since then. And um that that I I think people still hear from God today and that what what God says matters today. And um I think there is the natural progression of civilization and uh thinking of of God and um and I think yes so so I, I I give a lot of weight to the scriptures for sure, Um, but I think God is bigger than the scriptures.
3: I'm
4: not the hard man that you've been sold in stories that you were told when you were young with no coins to
1: You've got one more song. No. Is this your favorite song that you want to talk about now? Or...
2: No, I think we just talked about my favorite. <laughs> we just talked about your favorite. <laughs> so we talked I don't know. About it's the... hard
1: to decide. We talked about your favorite song. We talked about my favorite song. Uh, yeah.
2: That's it. Thanks, <laughs> mate. No, <laughs> just <laughs> still just got just a, couple, a couple of questions. I, I think these ones are a little a bit shorter. Um, but great love is a fragile thing. Oh, yeah.
1: That's that's a good one.
2: Um. <clears throat> so oh no i think this one's my favorite song okay <laughs> <laughs> every song your uh, favorite song man. yeah because because <laughs> my comment that i've written down here is wow this is one of the most powerful emotional and beautiful poems about jesus i've ever heard um wow. Thanks, man. tell us uh tell us what what inspired what inspired that that's basically all the all of the question I could muster out of that one. <laughs> yeah. i kind was of, just it. kind yeah. of still, still soaking it in.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's just pretty wild that, uh, you know, within that time, God chose to, came, chose to come to earth as a little baby instead of, mm. you know, whatever, whatever else he could have come as, you know, um and how fragile uh like little they're completely dependent they're you know helpless um and how god chose to to be helpless and to identify with us um and to be to be one with us um mm-hmm. and i think there's there's something really powerful in that that um god chose to become wrapped up in humanity and in, in such a way and um that god chooses to be among all of us you know that, that god didn't just come as this separate being that was a human but he is also within all of humanity and just the fragility of that um and just the beauty of that and um
2: yeah that's mm. wild yeah yeah, you've definitely got, um, yeah, you've got images there of um Jesus rising, but you've also got images of his um his birth, um, you yeah, know, lay, lay your treasure at the feet of the child who came for us. It's just, yeah, and some other stuff in there as well, <laughs> like from, from his teaching and all that kind of stuff. I'm just like, just I don't, see, I don't know whether that's up. a, other than just reading the Bible verbatim, I don't know whether that's yeah. 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 It's just like it a theology is, yeah. of
1: Jesus's life in one beautiful in, in one, song. Yeah, that's you know melodic and it's it's a a beautiful um, poetry as well. So yeah, again, well done, brother. That's a good one. <laughs>
4: Thanks, <man. laughs> <Love it. sighs>
2: more um, so you've got let the filthy dance with the righteous
1: is that the last song on the album no I don't think it is it's not it's, it's the not
2: yeah so I've also written I think this is my favorite song on the album <laughs> <laughs> like
3: every um, song
1: is your favorite song man I told you that yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, let yeah so you, you the main kind of uh, line that song is um you know let the filthy dance with the righteous till there's no more daylight and darkness. Mm. Um yeah tell tell us more about tell us more about that
0: yeah so that one um so that line let the filthy dance with the righteous um uh first came in uh my album called Promised Land in twenty fifteen um and uh like that I just feel like that line had more to say um yeah. there was there was more uh more depth to that that i needed to kind of figure out where that led mm-hmm. um and so i think uh so it's so like the title and the title of the song like filthy and righteous are in brackets yeah. um and so like i think uh, i think in the church we're pretty often quick to uh deem ourselves righteous and uh to deem the people that are outside of our group as filthy you know um and just the image of you know letting the filthy dance to the righteous until there's until there's no more daylight and darkness like that um that just speaks to me of, um, kind of, kind of the theme of, of stained glass as well. Of just like, Mm. you know, we're, we're all holding the face of God. Like, um, you know, who, who am I to, to call myself righteous and you filthy, you know, like who am I because I believe this or profess this or, you know, whatever it is, or I I abstain from this or I, you know, whatever it is like, I, I think, um, I think that the, in the life of Jesus, every time Jesus was given a line of like, judge this person, um, you know, he crossed over it and he embraced them, you know? Um, and, and I think, I think that's, that's what I, that's what I want to do with my life. Um, that's, that's what I aspire to, um, is to step over the lines of, uh, you know these people are out of the group these people are no good these people uh you know are not American they're not white they're not you know whatever whatever it is they're not they don't believe the same things about God as us like these people are are beneath us somehow like um I never I never want to ascribe to that I always want to to follow the example of Jesus and step step across whatever line is drawn and to embrace people. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah.
2: So it's like trying to smash the categories almost of us and them. Yeah. Um, That it's just, it's just an us as humanity.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I definitely see a lot of critique, uh, in this song, you're critiquing, uh, I think, well, this is my interpretation. You might say, yeah. what? I'm not, I'm not critiquing it. But what I'm saying is a critique of the self-righteous type idea. So you talk about the teachers of the law, and that was one of the characteristics, I think, in the Bible of the teachers of the law. Yeah. They would be very yeah. self-righteous. And then you have this, this line, for, for, uh, one verse, maybe it's a chorus, I don't know. But you, <laughs> you say, uh, for they've poisoned all the wine and they've spoiled all your bread, and we can't find your body, though you've risen from the dead so it's kind of to me it's this critique of um you know cr- critique of the church church also being the body of christ but at the same time so you kind of yeah. you're getting at two things right you're getting at jesus himself but you're also getting at the church or am i way yeah. off here i don't
0: know no you're, yeah you're, you're spot on there yeah um i th- i think there is such a thing as bad theology um yeah. and i think bad theology uh um Bad theology uh, kept me in a lot of fear um, and bad theology keeps a lot of people in fear and uh, bad theology pushes people out and says that they're not welcome and says that they need to look like this and believe like this. And um, I th- I think that's damaging to the church. I think that's damaging to the message of Christ. Um, and I think that's damaging to humanity, you know.
1: Mm. how would you define good theology what would be the what would be the opposite of theology? <sighs>
0: um, i not, think i'm not figuring to, that out <laughs> not,
1: not to put you on the spot or anything
0: <laughs> yeah um i think good theology uh promotes oneness good theology promotes love um good theology uh Good theology produces the fruits of the spirit. Um,
3: uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'm figuring out, figuring out what what good theology means for me.
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's it's interesting to yeah like. Yeah, while while that that question kind of puts puts you on the spot, it's interesting to ask people. Yeah, you know, we we've both been to Bible college and whatever and studied theology, but you know it's interesting to ask people and how they, um, you know, who haven't necessarily gone and done study or anything like that. But obviously, you know, theology is everywhere. It's how we how we think about God, how we think about our faith and all that that kind of thing. Um, you know, it's interesting to ask that question to people because. Yeah, you know what what you get is you know either oh, i haven't really thought about that or you get someone you know who yourself seems to have thought about it quite a great deal um you know although it's not part of your you know having gone studied or whatever um yeah so it's you know
1: yeah and you know as i as i listen to your music and this this particular album that we discussed today you know for, for me that in and of itself is a presentation of a theological idea you know it's a theological framework that uh, to me you know perhaps this is how the spirit is is prompting my heart to, to interpret this it's very christocentric you know, you've got you've got a lot of lyrics about jesus you're very much focusing on him who he is uh, him being the right uh, the only accurate and supreme representation of this is very theological now sorry yeah <laughs> the, the supreme so representation true. of who god is so you talked about fear uh, before that you know we don't have to be scared of god anymore jesus shows us who he truly is when we read the bible we read the bible through this um lens of jesus you know he helps us to make sense of what goes on in the story of the bible and who god is and i see that in your music and i think that's exciting so mm. that's mm. what i get out cool. of it as, as someone yeah. who listens.
2: So we've kind of gone through, gone through all of you know, the songs that we wanted to chat about. What is your favorite song on the new album? Mm. Do you have a favorite or haven't, haven't you kind of,
1: yeah. Um, Are you just like Mike and all of the songs? <laughs> <our favorites? laughs>
0: um, I don't know. Like, I think, I think like, kind of like I said, like, uh, I think a song will speak to me for a while and and then, you know, maybe a different song will speak to me in a whole new way that means so much more a year later, whatever it is. Um, I feel like probably my favorite one right now is the title track. We walk in the garden. Um, Just uh, bring, brings a lot of memories and emotions for me. Um, I feel like uh, it's, it's the most simple song I've ever written lyrically it's the most simple song i've ever written music like it's literally the same four chords for 6 minutes and you know there's very few lyrics in it um but i think um uh it's 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 kind of meant to be a, a meditation um to kind of start it off and uh I, I, I feel that one pretty greatly for sure
3: yeah yeah
1: awesome uh probably coming to the end of a time together yeah so thanks again for being on Captivate podcast and sharing your music with us and just being willing yeah, of course to talk through your inspirations and some of the theology behind the songs we really appreciated that I think I have a final question and then we'll conclude yeah for those listening who are uh, perhaps hoping for or dr- dreaming about becoming musicians and, and artists what would you? What would you be? What, what would you say to them as an as an advice? You probably get this question a lot. But how how would you encourage them, or what what sort of piece of advice would you give them as uh, starting out?
0: Um, good question. Uh, I don't get asked this one a ton actually. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. I think the main thing is to believe in what you're writing, to write honestly, um, and to not really care too much what other people think of it and perceive of it. Um, I think first and foremost, it has to be, uh, something very personal and deep and real for you. Um, and I I think it, it needs to, it needs to start there. It needs to be authentic. Um, it needs to be real um and then you know once you start getting stuff out there and and start getting some momentum just just keep at it and don't give up um uh, like it's it's pretty recently that this is like my job um and like i i would so much rather work a real nine to five job and do music um, you know, when I can uh, and really believe in it, than to make stuff that I'm not proud of and that is generic or, you know, whatever it is that I think people will buy and listen to and like not really have my heart in it. I'd so much rather, you know, it be what it has been historically for me. It was just like, you know, something that held my passion and that I put a, a ton of time into. Um, but it wasn't, you know, my profession, and I. I think, I think at the end of my life, if you know, it was this two-year run of professionally being a musician or whatever it is. Like I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I, I'm, I'm proud of, I'm proud of what I've put it out there. I believe in. It. I believe in the songs, um, and I think at the end of the day, that's what's most important. Awesome, yeah.
1: fantastic. Thanks for that. How can people find you if they want to follow up on uh, some of the songs that we talked about? Uh, Facebook,
0: cool. Social media. Yeah. Um, so, johnlucasmusic.com and then Facebook and Instagram is John Lucas Music and then John Lucas on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen.
2: Yeah. Good stuff. You also have a, a blog as well. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah i can't remember what, what it's, is it what it's, pursuit <laughs> of bravery
0: or yeah the pursuit of bravery um i haven't kept up with it as much as i would like to um but still kind of seeing where that's leading and you know trying to pull some interviews together and just just figure it out um but there's you know i'll write some theological stuff stuff about my songs if you want to get on there and write nasty comments go for it so <laughs> <laughs> open for you um yeah so i that's just kind of been a side passion thing for me but i i love writing i feel like one day i'd like to yeah. write a book we'll see
1: wow. fantastic thanks again mate really appreciate you and uh yeah, we should we should stay in touch. I feel like you're a friend of the show now. Of yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: great, yeah. man. Yeah, thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, thanks so much.
0: Of course, uh, so It's great to meet you guys.
1: Okay, that was good, Mike. What would you
2: reckon? Yeah, that was... I, I had to stop myself from kind of fangirling all over the place, but, you know...
1: Yeah, you're a big fan of his music, aren't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, that was... Yeah, really really great, as I said at the end, just to, you know, chat to someone who's written written stuff that you appreciate and just ask, ask questions and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, for me personally, that was that was that was very, that was very, very decent. special very, very decent very decent
1: yeah it was you know some of the things that um lucas was uh, picking up on uh just in terms of theology of his music mm. yeah you know, that tickled my theological brain i, I appreciated yeah. that you know some yeah the deconstructionist ideas and yeah just just uh, stuff regarding what motivates him to write um you had a really good question i think on um one of his songs just critiquing uh, false theology or bad theology bad yeah. ideas
2: about
0: God
1: yep so that was that was one of the parts that really stood out to me I enjoyed that
2: yeah and I think um, <clears throat> just the way that he kind of um, focused in on uh, Jesus and then what what that means uh, or maybe not what Yeah. Uh, yeah you know,
1: what am I trying to say? here? What are you trying to say? You're talking about oh, Je- you're talking about Jesus, so that's good, and Jesus loves you, and uh, <laughs> that is a profound uh, but theological truth. What am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? Okay, what are you trying to say? And go. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll give you another few seconds. So just to feel that time. Okay, you ready? And go.
2: So I think his way of just focusing on Jesus through his music, and then um, seeing how. The relationship that we're invited into with Jesus uh, yeah. works in our lives, and you know, um, he spoke a little bit about you know seeing seeing God in not only ourselves but also the world around us in, in creation, um, which I think is you know is is very very valid as well, and that really comes through in his in his writings as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the other thing I actually appreciated. So we're all well done for mentioning this. You know, um, I don't know if this has been your experience, but I I feel that a lot of Christian music these days is, uh, it's lame, I just gotta be honest about it. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of, you know, it's it's very mainstream, uh, very predictable, and his music is not that at all. It's, the lyrics are very uh, thought-provoking. Music is uh, fantastic, as I mentioned before. So that was very refreshing.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I think just the honesty and the rawness really comes through. Like I think a lot, a lot of times in in church, it's you know, and in, in our Western culture, I think we can come into church and we can kind of go, well, we have to be happy. Yeah, yeah. And it, this is something that we've been exploring lately through the ideas of laments and and things that we're you know through the community night and through chatting with Melinda, um, is that that's not what life is. Life isn't always happy. Like, there's stuff that gets in our way that is just, like, makes us sad, makes us feel pain, makes us, you know, and, you know, God doesn't want us just to kind of, like, sweep all that aside when we come into church or we come, you know, before Him in, in prayer or however, um, you know, we're, we're bringing Him to mind during our days, but he's you know, He wants us to interact with Him about that stuff as well, like, actually be honest, which I think what that's what John's music is really doing. Yeah, you
1: know, I I forgot to mention that to him during our conversation, but I had this vibe, this feeling that a lot of his stuff, a lot of his songs, when I was listening to to the music and, and to the, uh, reading the lyrics, just reminded me of Psalms. Like there's a lot yeah. of that kind of dynamic that happens in Psalms. So again, we are picking up very much on the theme that Melinda Cousins was talking about yeah. in the moment. So if you have no idea what we're talking about. Go to episode eight, I think it was, and listen to our conversation with Melinda yeah. on lamenting and psalms and how that works. A lot of the stuff that John um, or Lucas should I say John Lucas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, writes is very much resonates for me with that kind of uh, idea of, of lamenting and and uh, just a very very sound, uh, psalmic. So I don't know how, what the word is, that kind of structure. So yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, so that was that. Hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Um, make sure that you find uh, John Lucas online and uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel and just, you know, buy his music because it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, what else matters? What else do we need to say? Um, Yeah. Oh, I I forgot to mention this at the very beginning. Um, If you uh, have any questions about this podcast and the conversations that we are having uh, because uh, you perhaps have a different point of view or you disagree or you just want to ask some questions uh feel free to send us an email we are more than happy to receive constructive criticism i think it's fair to say and um yeah you know we, we we don't have to be uh you know best friends but we can still i think remain friends even if we disagree so we would love to hear from you and have an opportunity to have a conversation if there is something that you are not particularly fond of When you listen to this podcast, and also, you know, give us feedback if you think that we should be doing something differently or, um, yeah, stuff like that. So, we really want to encourage you to connect with us that way. As well.
2: Yeah, and if there's anything that you would like us to address, any topics or pe- even people to speak to or anything like that, do get in touch with us and let us know. Yep. Um, but we hope you continue to enjoy what we're doing here. And until next time. Yeah. Sorry, I just remembered. You can record a voice message
1: on, um, on our page. On the, on the Anchor. On Anchor. Yeah, dot, yeah, dot on FM, Anchor. Yeah. You can record a voice message and I think that will directly send this message to us. Oh, how good. So this is te- 21st century technology. Yeah. How good is that? So you don't have to spend time trying to make sure that you your email is structured beautifully and it's grammatically correct. You can yeah. just record yourself and then send it straight to us and then we can listen. And um, yeah, how good is that? So I don't know how it works, but I know it does. You just have to press record, I think, and then speak to your phone or whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all right. right. Anyways, I'm trying to wrap this thing up, but you keep on oh, talking. Oh, one more thing out. I want to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. Thanks, guys, for listening. And um, yeah, until next episode, stay captivated. See.
2: Mike, you're supposed to say this with oh, me. All right, sorry. Yeah, try again. Okay. One, two, two three. Stay, stay captivated. captivated. <laughs>